Welcome to Daddy vs. Doctor. Here are your hosts, pediatrician Dr. Scott Cohen and comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. Hey, welcome again to Daddy vs. Doctor. Really great show. Dr. Scott Cohen here. We find out how he got into pediatrics. Uh, the today. origin story. And we also have a spelling bee champion from Chicago on. 14-year-old kid talking about his spelling bee. What else did we do today? Suckers and taffy. Suckers. Daddy and... snack. Uh, we, we do suckers and taffy. And we're having special guest today, Tom Papa, comedian, has a new Netflix special out that you could stream now. Go and see it. Welcome. Daddy vs. Doctor. All right, it's that time again. Mailbag. Mailbag. We're going to jump right into the bag. All right, so we got a question from a busy mom in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and she is asking, at what age would you feel comfortable leaving your child at home alone? Okay, so you're dealing with this right now. 12 and 14-year-old, yep. I got a 5 and 3-year-old. Based on, I don't know, man. I'm okay. Let me let me ask you this: What is the biggest fear of leaving the kid home? Is it the, them lighting the house on fire? Uh, yes. Them uh, getting an intruder? What, yes. what, what is it? <laughs> no, I think it's all of the above. I think when you leave your child at home, you have to worry about worst case scenario. I tend to poo-poo it. Like, what are the chances? My wife is like, but what if, like in LA, you have to worry about like, what if it happens to be the time you leave them home, we have the earthquake, right? Um, an intruder, a fire, all those things. So I think you have to think about when the child is mature enough to handle those things, right? Are you are you going to let them use the stove? Can they turn it off? You know, can they call 911? Can they set the alarm? What are they going to do? I think you role play and you think about those scenarios, but do you have an age in mind? I'm thinking 14. Yeah. 14. Yeah. I'm thinking if Serafina's 14 and Caruso's 12, right. if they can't figure out how to shut the stove off right. at this age, I did something wrong. Right. I mean, I think if you asked me five years ago with a number, I wouldn't I wouldn't have had one. But I think when you go through it, you sort of see. And like you said, so my daughters are 14 and 12, and I would feel comfortable leaving them home alone uh, together and the 14-year-old alone. I don't know that I would feel comfortable leaving my 12-year-old home alone. But then there's different situations, like maybe during the day for a short period of time. But I don't think going out at night for many, many hours. I don't know, you know? It's that I'm different. I'm going to throw a wrinkle into yeah. this. You're going to go into Starbucks. Right. You got a kid in the car. Do you always take your kid into where you're going or do you ever leave them in the car? And what age is it appropriate to leave the kid in the car while you go in? It's a good question. I always take them with, with me because I always scared what if. Those, those situations, I always think what if. But, you know, when we started leaving the girls home for short periods of time, the rules were right. Like you can't use the stove. You can't use the oven just because we they know how to turn it off. And my older one loves to bake. But just 
what if you forget, you know? And now we're a little more lenient about that. We've role played like, what do you do if there's an earthquake? What if you do the, if there's an intruder? What, you know, how do you get a hold of us? You know, what's interesting. So states actually have laws on what age you're allowed to leave a child home. Because you have to remember, in some situations, parents have to leave kids home alone because they're both working parents and maybe they can't afford to have mm-hmm. childcare. Yeah. So a lot of states don't have laws. So California, I looked this up, California actually does not have an age so you can choose on your own what do you think the youngest age a state actually declares an age this this just popped into my head eight so kansas six years old can you imagine leaving seraphina alone at six years old to fend for herself i think she could do it yeah caruso no all right well that's But Seraphina, you know what's interesting? Probably a lot of kids could end up figuring it out, but I think it's the fear the parents have, right? Oh yeah, no, I definitely think it's the fear of the parents. Uh, to go back to that car yeah. reference, what age do you think it's appropriate to leave your daughter alone in the car while you get a cup of coffee? I think when she starts driving, maybe sixteen. Okay, yeah. so we got so this is interesting. So Kansas is six years old, Maryland, where I'm from, and Georgia, where eight years old. And then there's a bunch of 12-year-olds like Mississippi, uh, Delaware, Colorado. But Illinois, you can't leave a child home until they're 14. Oh, we would have been right? arrested. So, I think I was home at 10. Yeah, so it's really interesting. Most states are none, but they range most of them between 8 and 12 years of age. I thought Kansas was interesting, 6 years of age. And then some of them do have extra specifications, like it may be 6, but only during the day for so many hours, not late at night. But it's an, it's an interesting thing that comes up with parents. I think it's that's sort of a comfortability factor, right? Uh, especially Los Angeles. I think the fear is here. Everything is volatile. Right. Uh, you're living in the northwest suburbs of, say, Illinois. You know, odds are, well, I don't know. Our house got broken in three times growing up. Yeah. So who am I to say? And we could have been in the house. Well, did, did you ever babysit? No. No. Because I'm trying to think, like, how old were my babysitters? I mean, they weren't so much older, probably early teenagers. 14, 15, And they 15, were taking yeah. care of us. So it's not only like they were left home alone, they were put in charge of other humans. Yeah. Did, do you remember a babysitter that you had I do. Up? I remember a girl from a couple doors down. What was her name? Do you remember? I don't remember her name. Was she hot? I remember having a crush on her. Okay. Yeah. I, had a, I had a crush on my... Her name yeah. was Jackie. Yeah. Jackie. Wow. Jackie. I'm debating whether or not to say her last name. No, we'll just no, leave you, it at... Yeah, we'll, leave it we'll, we'll, you got a story? Yeah. Well, no, I don't have a story. It was you just always like, dress up for her? I put a little cologne on. Yeah. A little down. Um, but yeah... Anyway. Yeah. All right. So for, for all Jackie. our listeners out there, up, send in your comments. Love love to hear at what age you first left your child home alone. Um, that'd be great. Also, I, I, I would like to hear from a different generation on this. I'd like to ask my father, maybe my mother, mm-hmm. what age they were left alone. Yeah. Because I feel like back then they were left alone a lot younger than, yeah. you know. So those of you that are in your 60s or 70s, if you uh, know how to comment, which I highly doubt you do. Um, <laughs> no, that, that, that generation, mm-hmm. I would, this, they, they, they don't know how to comment on stuff like this, no? As far as like to do it. To do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, does your mom and dad know how to comment? No. They, they were watching they the video. Not. 
No, my dad and your dad's gonna call us and be like, "Hey, I did it," and we're like, "Yeah, just." But now we're not on, so you can't. Nobody's, yeah. nobody's hearing you speak. Maybe we'll get video footage of my dad. Exploring. We should call one episode. We gotta call your dad. We gotta call my dad. We gotta figure out some things. Yeah, we'll get the dads on here, and uh, we'll have a ball with them. <laughs> So wait a minute, you you won the spelling bee at at school? Uh yeah, in second grade. Yeah. Second grade. Okay. What what word was it? And wait, just um, say uh, it because Sebastian's gonna spell it. Wait, wait, hold on. Say the word. I want to see if I could spell it. Oh, you get. Okay, it's actually easy. The last one was easy. The other ones were the, hard. Yeah, the other ones were really hard, and then they went to the off. Were the off list words and those got easier actually. Right, give, give, us yeah, give us a hard word. Give us a hard one. Well, well, the word that I won on was oddity. Oh, well, that's a good oddity. one. Right, one oddity. of the words that I had to spell. Jesus. Have Sebastian spell it. Let's go with oddity. Right, let's go oddity. With, I'm going to go with oddity. Yeah. Now, uh, remember the etiquette. You, you have, yeah, I can you say have to. Harder you have, no, this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be cocky. Do <laughs> you have to say the word yeah. and then spell it, spell it and, and then repeat. say the yeah, word again? That's okay. how it goes. Yeah. Uh, All right. That's what script says. Okay. Yeah. And then you could also ask for like, you could say um, origin. You should ask for some question like origin. Yeah. What is the origin? Right. Or what is the? It wouldn't matter. matter. Yeah. Say it. Say it in a sentence. sentence. It wouldn't matter. Sentence. Sebastian is. Okay. Is quite an oddity. Quite an oddity. Quite an oddity. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Thank God you got that one. I was really worried we were out on the first letter. Yeah, this is going to be wrong. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Come on. D I T T Y. No. And not just one mistake, multiple. It's two. Multiple. Wait, so, wait, what's your, what's your name? Uh, Lucas. Lucas. All right, Lucas, give it to us. Uh, oddity, O D D I T Y, oddity. Right. Okay. So you had one yeah, D, two yeah. T's. I've always, yeah. It's always been my problem. The double, what's double? The yeah. D's or the T's? Yeah. yeah. Ask it. Like the word tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, I never know how to spell. Yeah, tomorrow. that's another one. T O M O R R O W. Right there, it is. Yes. But there it is. But here. Spell pasta what? for Jewel. <laughs> there you go. You He's got that one mm-hmm. down. Pasta for Jewel. Are you guys even Italian? Are you Italian? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. You, you, you said that like that. You'd never heard of that before. <laughs> no, 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 also, no, I don't even know. I'm talking about for him. I'm like, pasta for no pasta for Jewel. Well, um, uh, just well, for, does it have, does it have beans in it? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, then I think I know. Okay. Can you, can you ask that? That's, that's because, That'd be awesome. Because, Please give because, me ingredients. Origin Italian. Because fagioli. It's because I think it's fagioli is beans in Italian. Yeah. Wow. So, see, he speaks a couple languages. So of course he, he does. Right. All right, so tell us about the he's, proud moment. The, Italian. This is the proud moment. He's okay. speaking Italian. He has an Italian tutor right now. Like, he's taking Italian. Okay, so, so let me ask you something. When yes. he was young, did you see this yeah. early on? Like, oh, okay, this oh kid's. Oh my god! Is he? Is he? Yeah, yeah. He um, 
this is what happened. He was my first child, so I didn't know like the milestones of like learning, you know, for uh, you know, babies. Um, he would at eight months old, he would sit, and I would spread out like letters, like little plastic, like uh, magnetic letters, you know, on the table, and he would literally sit for I'm not even exaggerating for like two hours straight just focused on letters and then by the time he was about uh about a year and a half he was speaking pretty clearly like one morning he came up to me and he said mom did you know that mount kilimanjaro is in tanzania that's what he said to me and i was like yeah, no, this kid's uh, this kid's brilliant, and he's not getting it from his mom. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Well, on the Italian side, you know, we're not that smart. You know, we're not known for smarts, but um, we're artistic. We're very artistic, but not. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It, it's, that's that's a joke. So I <laughs> So let me ask you. I'm taking it personally. <laughs> So to, to study for a spelling bee, is there studying involved? Like, do they give you words that are going to be on the test? Or is this all like you got to figure it out in the moment? Well, it depends on the level. So uh, what happens is for school spelling bees, um, you get, uh, it's like, I think it's, is it 250 or 350? I don't remember. But it's one of those numbers. And that's how long the word list is. And it goes from first to eighth grade as far as difficulty. And you get all of those words to study, like, I don't know how long in advance, a month, two months, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, so it does require a lot of studying. And then another thing you have to prepare for is in case that they go off the regular word list because, not, because they haven't declared a winner after just the first words that they gave the you. Mm. Um, uh, I know that they, yeah. So, and that time they released the words that were going to be next, I think actually. But, um, when I got to the district spelling bee, cause I won the school one. So then you go to the district Ooh, man. that's like a thousand words. I got think You're or, at the district I, level. Think, I think the number of words has gotten bigger since then. Um, but it's a lot of words. <laughs> um, and you got to study all those words. And then once you get past district, then it's uh, then it's regional um, and national. And I think for regional and national, you just get the whole dictionary. Yeah. So listen, I'm looking at the kid. Yeah, I, I, I'm listening to him speak. This is this is you were born with this. Mm -hmm. OK, because I, I got my, my my nephew, Max, on Lana's side. The same thing. Eight, eight months old, year, this kid's like looking at maps going at, at, at three years old going, this is this is where, uh, you know, Libya is, you know, this. You this, couldn't yep. even make up a country to fake. I couldn't even map. do That's it. That's the crazy I thing. Even do it. You, so, just coming up with one. Is it in a? Is, is this? You, you can't teach yeah, this. You got, some kids are born. Yeah, this is born. Yeah, you're, some kids and yeah. some kids learn, it and some kids just have that capability. Yeah, but there are definitely kids that are way beyond it, their years early on. Yeah. You see it early. We had kids like this in school where they were so <laughs> smart we didn't see them ever again. Like yeah. right? they were a different off. track. Yeah, they were like, oh wow, you know, Daniel is you, you, you know he's at <laughs> Yale. <laughs> 
Um, just put him on a bus somewhere. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, why do you have to have school? All the other kids are at the spelling bee. I didn't have to be there. <laughs> spelling bee in my when I when I joined yeah. out first round gone. Okay, Lucas, come on up. The next word is the anticipated championship word. If Lucas spells this word correctly, he is our champion. <laughs> Oddity. Oddity. O D D I T Y. Oddity. Tell them about the experiment, the experience of like um, winning and stuff. I guess. Well, I mean, it it was really it was really cool, but like, or like, yeah, it it was really cool, and I I learned a lot from it, not just as far as spelling, but also, um. You know, just it it was a good experience, I guess, as far as working hard for something and like accomplishing something. Um Yeah. So he's got you his know, college interview just, ready already. Yeah. Like I needed to get up in front of people. That was I don't know. Yeah, that, that. that was kind of the whole school. That was I mean I mean it's a good pressure. I think the spelling bee is in particular like a good experience for for kids because it gives them an opportunity to, you know, work at something and then also before and after I won I failed like a bunch of times so it teaches you about failure it can teach you about it well it can teach you to spell better obviously and it can um teach you about how to study for something or accomplish something like that's why I hope I hope we have kid listeners yeah right so that they gain something from this knowledge if 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 you're a parent out there and you're listening to this kid all right this is what your goal is to have a kid that could speak Aww. like speak like this with, without being prompted uh, to learn the lessons of uh, of failure and accomplishment. Uh, also, how much cash did they give you for winning the spelling bee? <laughs> I don't know, babe. <laughs> Oh, uh, that means your mom pocketed it. All the, way <laughs> the national spelling bee, do, but how much? How much? That, what's first prize on national level? First prize, forty thousand. Forty grand. Wow. All right, bro. This yeah, is it. Was all right, studying right, dictionary. Get that dictionary out. So, you know, right? let me ask you, like, like a, a normal night for you? Is it just like ripping through yeah. about eighty-three pages of the dictionary? Tunnel. <laughs> well. I guess okay. So when when I don't I don't do the spelling bee anymore. No, um, you're tired. But when I was there, <laughs> you're retired. Um, Him and Tom Brady like, today retired. You retired from the spelling bee. What are you doing? Like science projects now? <laughs> well, it only goes up to eighth grade. Yeah, so. I am in eighth grade, but uh, but I don't go. They don't have a spelling bee at my school, so I think I would have to like go and register with another school. But anyway, when I was there, um, <laughs> you retired. <laughs> When I was there, I love it. He's told um, stories about when he was young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. What? 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 Like studying, as far as when you don't have a list to study from, what you usually do is, I think it's the most valuable to study like the Latin and Greek roots and like Ooh. the etymology of the words etymology. because that's the part where. He that's thinks that it. he thinks etymology is an insect. I thought that was a sushi <laughs> item. But etymology, I didn't either. I'll have three orders of etymo- uh, etymology rolls. All right, one more question: right. Do you do science fair? Okay. Do you do science fair? Uh, well, I'm more 
I would say I'm more artistic. I'm 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 good at math and I'm fine with it. I'm not like it's not like I hate it or anything. But I would say I'm more artistic. I like writing more okay. and um, languages. Yeah, writing and language more and history. So more of the humanity. He's more creative. You know, he's yeah. always he did in the more fine art on the wall behind you. That you did that? Okay, the artwork? That's me, actually. That's oh, that's you? Oh, Mom, that's that's really Mom's good. got like an art. That's really good. There She's got like an artist uh, bug in yeah, her. Is that a Christmas tree in the back? What the hell is that? What's, is that a white what tree? What is that? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's a decorative tree. Decorative tree. Is that, is that hanging from the wall? What? No. It's not, oh, it's, it's on a, a stay. Okay, a, okay. Nice. It's nice. You got yeah. a nice home. You got a nice home. You got a Thank beautiful you. son. Uh, we wish you the best. Thank you. Really got to appreciate you. you guys calling in all the way from my hometown of Chicago. Go yeah, Conan she, Cougars. And she's proud. And this happened like eight years ago. Yeah. Seven years old won the spelling bee. He's now 14. <laughs> and he's, he's done with it. I think yeah. it's time for Toy Time. <laughs> Big Feelings Pineapple. Yeah. 30 pieces. Already turned off. Uh, anything with 30 pieces to me is going to be a nightmare. This is for ages three and up. So what um, do you think it is before you even open it? Uh, based on it, they give you like, okay, make a happy face. Make a sad face. Make yeah. an angry face. And then the kid does that um, while you sit there and bang your head against the wall. For having 30 pieces, I don't see much in here. It's, a pineapple. It's, all, it's all in that bag. Uh, this is from Learning Resources. There you go. Um, we'll unscrew the top here and get right. into this. What do you got? Uh, oh, all right, little bag. Look at this. All the faces we can make. I am feeling. How are you feeling? So you say how you're feeling right now, and then I'll tell you how I'm feeling right now. I am feeling. Um, Don't tell me. Just show me. Oh. You have to. You can show me. You, you make make the face. I'll make the face. Yeah. Make the face on oh, how you're feeling right okay. now. So After. I will make this face wow. on how I am feeling. Okay. Let's see. What do you got? It's like a Mr. Potato Head for those who aren't watching video. It's a pineapple, and you put in eyes and a nose and a mouth. Actually, you don't put in a nose. You put an eye. You put a mouth. You put eyelashes. Nope. Eyebrows. Eyebrows, eyes, and a mouth, and hands. It looks like they're hands. I gotta tell you, and feet. I gotta tell you right now. Yeah. Uh, this is a little confusing. Why? I, just, I put the eyes in the wrong spot. Okay, I gotta bring the eyes down. I didn't know eyebrows were involved. You got eyebrows, eyes, a mouth, and hands and feet. All right, let's All right, see. Let's see. I'm is. gonna guess what you're feeling. I don't even know if this is gonna be a good let's indication see. of let's what I'm feeling. See how you're feeling? I don't know exactly what's available to well, me. Okay, here we go. Here we you go. got it. Let's see how you're feeling. Okay, here we go. You're feeling happy with bushy eyebrows. Happy. Yeah. Those are some eyebrows. Okay, that was fun. What you doing? Uh, you you you. you uh, do I have? What? Oh, I didn't know there was, hand, there was hands here, too. Yeah, there are hands. Okay. Let's see what you got. Oh, yeah, I like these. Let's so that. What else do you got? Let's do this. This Change actually this is... Out. I actually could have fun with this for a little while. You could have fun with your kids doing this. Um, yeah, let's do it this way. No, let's do it. My son might might dig this. Yeah, he's going to love this. Um, this looks like... What are these? I don't know. Oh, this is a tongue. I'm do this. This is a tongue. This is for the adult this. version. All right. 
How am I feeling right now? How are you feeling? Alright. So this is how I'm feeling, Sebastian. Being with you today. Oh, hungry. You hungry? always think I'm hungry. Well, isn't that like, like you want to put food in your mouth? Yeah. What is that? Well, I don't know. Like I have to brush my teeth. Uh, it says giddy, excited, what or confident. One? Yeah. Confident. Like I'm showing jazz hands. Which, what are you? What are you? I don't. When you made that, what, yeah. what was in your head? <laughs> I don't know. Ex, ex, excited. I was excited. I was excited. Okay. He's, he's All right. excited. There what do you we think? Go. Well, look, it's great because it has the storage. You like clean. I like it. You like clean. A child can say how they feel. They can they can show their feelings in a different way. What are you giving it out of five lollipops? I give, it, I give it four. I yeah. give it a four. Uh, I like it. It's small. It's compact. A lot of bang for your buck here. Yep. You could do about 30, I'd say about 30 minutes. This is like good it. for It's like a Mr. Potato Head of Feelings. Minutes. And that that was a toy we played with when in our childhood. I like four. Four okay. lollipops. Four out of five lollipops for learning resources. Big Feelings Pineapple. Again, if you guys have any toys that you want us to review, please put it in the comments section. Were you always, even as a young kid, wanting to get into the medical field? Or was this something that happened during high school? Um, kind of take us through how you end up in pediatrics. And was there another um, area of the medical field that you wanted to get into? So I knew I wanted to be a doctor from an early age. There's a, We had an art project in grade school. You had a paper mache, something that we wanted to be. When we grow up, it still sits in my – talk about proud moms. My mom still has it in her bedroom when I'm 48 years old. So uh, it's a paper mache doctor holding a baby. So I always thought I wanted to do something with children. I was always growing up like the the basketball coach or the tutor. I loved, you know – helping out younger children. Um, you know, from my personality, I'm a little bit jokey that, that plays well with kids as opposed to adults. Um, and I always liked science. I always gravitated to science and math. So medicine was always something that I knew I loved and wanted to do, but I didn't really know what field early on. And, um, when I was in college, I, Again, was planned to go to med school, so I took all the pre-med courses, but I really enjoyed reading and writing, so I took those as well. I was actually an English major at Cornell. Um, the English people were really fun to hang out with, not that the med, the pre-med people weren't, but um, I knew I wasn't going to have a lot of time to do that, so I wanted to do both. And then when I went to med school, med school split up. There's four years of med school, and what they do is the first two years you do, it's like in the classroom, you're really just learning and memorizing a lot of book stuff. And the second two years, you're on rotations, and they take you through different things. You do a surgery rotation. You do a pediatric rotation. You do all different rotations to see what you may like. And it's very quick. You're very quick in those couple of weeks to sort of feel like, oh, I really enjoy this or oh, this isn't for me. And I really like pediatrics and I loved obstetrics. So I actually thought maybe I'd like to deliver babies. And then you do rotations where you're actually delivering babies. And when you talk to obstetricians and pediatricians, one of the pivotal moments they'll tell you is how you chose one versus the other is 
I don't mean this in a mean way. When a baby was born, was I more interested in what happened to the baby or the mother? Because as a pediatrician, the mom delivers and they hand you the baby. As as an obstetrician, they deliver the baby. The baby goes with the pediatrician. The obstetrician spending all the time with the mother. And I was always interested in what happened with the baby. And um, again, with hanging out with kids and having a hopefully jokey, more laid back personality, uh, pediatrics was the way to go. And then I went into training at Children's Hospital Los Angeles for for my residency. So that was like the full. I think the story was longer than the actual uh, process. No, no, I yeah. think I've heard hints of that story. I just don't think I've heard it in its entirety. And it's interesting to me to find out how someone chooses the field that they're in. Um, you know, you often hear that isn't like heart surgeons or brain surgeons have like this God complex where mm-hmm. they they think they're they're God. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Surgeons. People say that about surgeons. You know, or people know somebody. So, like, I don't have... There's no other doctors in my family, medical doctors in the family. Yeah. But uh, when you're a doctor and you're saving lives, let's say you've saved a kid's life based on what you know, I got to feel like... And I don't even know if you could even touch on this due to the HIPAA laws and what have you. But have you ever had a moment where you just come home and go, someone is living because of me. I don't I don't know that that's gone through my head. I feel very good that I was able to figure something out, figure something out, but I don't know. You know, in medicine it's such a it's not an individual job. You know, there's a lot of people involved, so usually it's very collaborative and it could be my partners in the office or other doctors or specialists working it out and yeah, you're trying to lead the, you know, to get to the diagnosis and the treatment options and things like that. And you hope you can figure it out, but it's usually a team approach. I don't know that I've ever gone home and been like, yes, that was all me, but very proud with my training and that I was able to help well, figure things out. A part of, you know, maybe you would have been a part of a team that yeah. maybe facilitated it. I would have looked at it as more you of an individual like, accolade. Um, but you know what I like about pediatrics? And, and another reason I went into it is pediatrics is one of the few fields of medicine that actually has more to do with education than any other field. Like most of what I'm doing is this. I'm sitting with patients. We're talking about what things we can prevent, safety issues in kids. Yes, there's diagnosis and treatment, but a lot of it is education and prevention. And my father, who has his doctorate in education and was always involved in education, I always love that part. I actually thought maybe I could, you asked about other jobs. I actually thought about, could I be a teacher? I love teaching. And in my last semester at Cornell, I actually substitute taught in the Ithaca school system for a while. And I loved teaching and pediatrics. I feel like I picked a, a field of medicine because it lends itself to that. A lot of education, which I really enjoy. Okay. I want to get into some of the perks mm-hmm. of being a pediatrician. And uh, yeah, for example, okay. a lot of people might not even know this or think about it. You go to the hospital mm-hmm. quite often mm-hmm. to see babies. Mm-hmm. Do you get free parking? Do I get free? Yes, at Cedars, I get a I get a pass and I get to go in. To so you get a pass in, in and the out. doctor's lot. Doctor's yes. lot. I at, pay dues there though. You pay dues. Probably part of that. Okay, so you get like free parking at at the hospital. Yes, okay, have you ever used that free parking not to go into the hospital, but to go to dinner somewhere around no, the hospital? Nothing close. Nothing to that close. Parking, no. Okay. I have to pay for my own coffee. 
Yeah, is there a break room or somewhere in the hospital on the floor that everybody kind of hangs out and go, Jesus, you see that baby? Is no, that- not 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 when we're rounding, but when you're in residency. So when I was at Children's Los Angeles, there's rooms that like all everybody hangs out because you're there for many many hours through the night, and you know you'd have your big box, big you know the tub of uh, Twizzlers that you get from Costco, and the big goldfish is disgusting. You're just constantly eating nonstop, and that's where you sort of hung out, slept, and talked about everything. Okay, while you're doing your residency at Children's, Mm -hmm. and I know this because I spend many a nights at at Children's Hospital with Serafina, um, you ever hear like a dinging, like uh, like a ding, like the people the people are dinging, right? And then you look up and go again. (laughs) Do you have if you ever looked at the ding on? Is somebody is a rotation? Based on the ding, how do you determine who goes into the room to take a look? Or do you have a sign? You have a sign. So each each doctor has a certain number of patients that are your patients and you're in charge of. So you're going to be in charge of that. And then overnight, there's a set group that's in charge of the whole floor. So anything that happens, every ding on that floor, you're going to all night long. Okay. This is what I did when I was at the hospital. I don't know if you you know this. You're the person who's dinging all the time? No, you know what I did? No. I brought in donuts, mm-hmm. pizza, mm-hmm. cookies right. for the floor. We like people like you. Okay. Yeah. If I'm doing that, do you look at my room and go, anything they want? They get everybody it. gets great care, but we appreciate you. No, but what I'm saying, I know everybody gets great no, care. No, no, I'm, not, no. I'm not saying that. No, no, but we do appreciate it. And but, we but know you, that you care. About like you understand what's going, what what we're going through. Yeah. That we're there through the night. We're not eating well. We're not sleeping well. And that's like super appreciative. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was a night there. Got a little hairy. Yeah. Okay. And this is what I don't like about hospitals. Mm-hmm. And you tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like the graveyard shift at a hospital, a children's hospital, mm-hmm. is to see students. Okay. Right, and yeah. then like when eight a.m. comes like around, the, they bring in the, the good ringers coming. Yeah, no. Is there anything to be said about like because you know how it works on an airplane, right? Right. Airplane first class, the flight attendant yeah. is the less experienced one. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, because they, 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 they put them up because it's more demanding. So the higher you are, right. the less you work. Oh, it, I would think they want their top people. No. Okay. So it's the opposite. So in in yeah. in the hospital. It got a little hairy. Okay. At around midnight, one o'clock. And we're dinging. And I'm out in the hallway. Right. Right. Looking. Nobody there. Right. Right. So a woman comes. I go, what the hell? Where were you? They said they had uh whatever, a code red uh-huh. on, uh, on uh, wherever. They had a different floor. Yeah. Now, me as a parent, I'm looking at my daughter can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Right. This, this to me is my code red. Right. Uh-huh. And then I was gonna go. I want you donuts. <laughs> Doesn't that like knock me up on the list? Other, yeah. No. No, it's not that there's a skeleton crew at night because we all rotated through the nighttime. What is different at night is that, especially in academic teaching hospitals like Children's, so the residents are the ones sleeping there overnight. And you're right in the sense of like the attendings, the people in charge are at home. 
available by phone, but there's always some senior level person in the hospital available okay, for any emergencies. Okay. Yeah. The way it is for parents, and yeah. this needs to be explained you, to yeah, parents. You feel. I feel. Hello, hello, hello. I feel like they they told the janitor, watch, watch <laughs> four, six until eight o'clock in the morning. I feel like there's um, nobody there at night that could take care of something catastrophic. Yeah. I don't want something to go down at one o'clock and they're like, call Dr. Hubbard. No. And no. he's in Marina Del Rey. There, there's always somebody, and especially in the ICU where Seraphine is, there is always upper level attendings available for anything like that. Are they like, awake? <laughs> I don't want anybody coming out of a slumber to run down to the hospital. Right. And he's like, okay. Because I know how. I know how. When I get out of bed, cold bath, and you're like, I'm, like, I'm up. I'm gonna take me a while to get up. You are, yeah. I mean, you're lucky if you get some sleep for those nights. Oh, okay, but yeah, it's it's some long hours. Okay, okay. and for the, for the listeners, all right, this it's it's called Daddy versus Doctor for a reason. Yeah, and I say this in the uh, in the introduction. He provides the medical advice. I provide the comedy. Not that I was expecting. VIP service due to the fact that I brought in Krispy Kreme. What kind creams. of donuts? Krispy Kreme oh, donuts okay, it was. Donuts. Hot. Yeah, those are good. Right donuts. out of the oven. Nothing? Yeah. Did they bill you? For, the yeah, visit? Well, well, that's another thing. <laughs> the, the billing. Here, this is... A, this is, this is we, 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 don't really, we, yeah, we don't really get into a lot of these topics on other podcasts because people aren't thinking this yeah. stuff. If you bring me as a doctor or, or, or you bring my daughter, aspirin, or yeah, you we don't give kids aspirin, but Tylenol. Well, Tylenol or whatever okay. it is. Yeah. How is that logged into the bill? Do you have to write that down somewhere? Is it inputted into yeah, a computer? There's, well, there are certain orders that are standard orders. They're already in the computer because like things like that, Tylenol, they're routine, and the nurses are available to give that out. They're standing orders. And then there are extra orders that doctors put in for each individual patient depending on what they need. And yes, everything that's entered and everything that's dispensed is logged and typically you're billed for. Got it. Yeah. Now, have you ever had somebody, you know, you, you made a, what do, what do they call those bags of, uh, a bag of what? Like a fluid. IV fluids. Uh -huh. IV fluid. Have you ever had anybody go, hey, Doc, don't charge me for the fluid. <laughs> no, I mean, the truth is we, in the hospital, we're not really involved in the billing. We're just doing the orders and that happens in a different but unmarked, in order, unmarked room in the basement. In order to get a bag, though, yeah. you have to put that into you a computer. It, yeah. so you, you can't, can't just, just go. Yeah, it's not handing like you. a hairdresser. He goes to get the yeah, dye, like here's that. and then he tells you no, what dye. No, he everything, used. everything's, everything's cataloged because also you have to make sure that there's no interactions with anything else. So everything has to be on the up and up. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> there you have it, guys. You Origin know? story. We're like a Marvel comic here. It is. It yeah. really is to see how Dr. Cohen came to be. Uh, it's amazing. Tune into this episode for other little small tidbits. I think we should come up with a question, question and answer segment of some of these things that that you have access medical, to. Medical, yeah. yeah. Medical questions. Maybe not just about your child, but experiences that you've had. Absolutely. This is Tom Papa, dear friend of mine. Uh, Tom, thanks for coming. Comedian. Nice to see uh, you. Father. Um, I want to jump right in 
to parenting yep. with you because you have uh, kids older than than mine. I believe uh, mm-hmm. we were talking about this recently. That uh, is your kid going to college or in college? I have a junior in college. Yes, who is now studying overseas, which is insane, and uh, a senior in high school. So she'll be leaving next year. So this will be good for me because this is what I have to look forward to. I have two girls, seventh grade and ninth grade. So uh, lead the way. It's a, it's a sweet spot. You're both in sweet spots. Sweet. You are both living. Uh, you are both living the moments that come up on my iPhone of photos that I can't look at right now. I see your kids' ages and your kids' ages in my iPhone of my children who are now 20 and 17. Mm. And uh, it kind of takes you to your knees <laughs> that you went through all of that and uh, and it's gone. It's kind of insane. Yeah, I mean, it's gotta, you got to look at it. And I, I, I do it at a, just a, I mean, I got a five and three-year-old and I see photos when they were one and two going where the time went. You're going through... They're in college. They're going to college. You're a year away from being an empty nester. Now, looking back at your your time as a father, uh, any advice you could give to people just starting a family, some mistakes you made, some things that you did really well uh, are there a few things you could pepper us with uh, being a, a father of two older kids than us that that, that we could learn from? Mm, my God, so much. I think that the, I think one of the things I'm proudest of was that they kind of got a sense, there's a whole bunch of things, but I'll just start. Uh, one was that they saw us working all the time because we work hard. Our careers are very time-consuming, and I would get concerned sometimes. Am I am I working too much? Uh, and I look back now, and I can tell from the way they act that it actually was a great example for them to see that you were passionate about something and that you were it meant a lot for you to to work. And especially we we have to be self-motivated, so. It's not like you're clocking in at a job somewhere and for them to see that you're having fun around the house and doing all this stuff, but you're also really working hard and uh, put, doing everything you can to be successful and have a passion for something. That just that lesson just kind of happened. I wasn't planning it. I was just doing it and hoping for the best. And now that they're young adults, I can tell that they clocked it. Mm. You know what I mean? It's great. Like they clocked it. They know that they have to find those things for themselves also and that work is important. So that was like a cool, that was me not trying to be a good dad. That was me trying to be a good comedian and uh, and and it worked, yeah. you know? The other thing was that I think uh, we never, we always made sure that things weren't taken too seriously. I think that that to give them an out, to give them a feeling that no matter what's being thrown at us, whatever problems we have, whatever relative is sick or dying, whatever you have to go through for life, uh, 
you know, respect it, take it seriously, all that, but never take it so seriously that there's not going to be a laugh in these situations. Like, let them know that the pressure can be released in any situation that we're going to face. Uh, that one I kind of premeditated, you know, because that's kind of how I live. You know, things can get really heavy, but there's no reason that we can't laugh about it. And uh, especially, you know, the big things, of course, but like the myriad of things like with your wife or uh, there's never, my kids have never watched my wife and I have a fight that didn't end with us laughing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like he's, you know, because the fights aren't over big stuff, but they they would never they never saw us like storm out that's it it's over or that kind of thing it would always be like some way out where we're realizing how ridiculous it is that we're fighting over who's loading the dishwasher well that's a big this is a good point and i never asked you this when when kids see parents disagree or argue is that healthy for the kid to see some people kind of suppress that mm-hmm. Is it good to like, cause I have no, I've been in the car with my wife and I'm, you know, having a <laughs> kind of a heated discussion yeah. and I see my daughter kind of looking and sometimes I feel like she's going, man, daddy's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, is, yeah. there, is there any, uh, is there any, no I, I, no, I think it's actually very important for them to see. And I think to your point, Tom, the resolution is as important, if not more important, because they have to understand that. People don't agree all the time. And if you live in a world where you think everybody does, you're going to be, you know, disarmed later on in life. So there can be disagreements even among loved ones, but that, like you said, it ends in a positive way. We still love each other and you can have disagreements and still love each other at the end. And it's really good for them to learn in their relationships down the road because not everything's going to be hunky dory. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It just seems like everybody's yeah. doing it better than me. I mean, I hear these stories, you're telling these stories and I'm like, oh, with my girls and, you know, all these things, I wish I did better. Is there something you look back on and you wish you had yeah. done differently? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the the one regret that you can't go back and fix, you know, we're, we, we are on the road a lot and as comedians, it's like you're on the road, but I would always kind of rationalize it that, all right, so we're gone Friday and Saturday, but then we're back on, like, I'd watch businessmen, friends of ours, or business women, and they would, who traveled sometimes more than us, mm-hmm. and, you know, and they would travel, and then they'd come home, and then go to the office, and then put in 12-hour days, and it was like, as comics, you go, you come home on Sunday, and, uh, and then you're there, you're just, you're in the house, you know, till next Thursday. So like we were around a lot more, but, and look, you can't kind of control this stuff, but looking back, those weekends do matter. You know, there's things happen when there's downtime, you know, it's like, so dad's here, but it's Monday and I'm going to school and I'm hustling and my wife is hustling and, you know, uh, if you if I could have been around more on weekends, and I didn't even go that hard, but I just know looking back, like, uh, could I have gotten lighter on the road? I don't know. You know, Sebastian, like, 
I know. You're always I, balancing that. That's that's the price we pay. Yeah, you know what though? To your point in regards to like business people, I see be, you know people working whatever eight to six Monday through Friday, and yeah, they're there on the weekends. But are they there? But for a little bit in in the morning for a kiss goodbye, and maybe they don't mm-hmm. even see their kids go to sleep. So, you know, I I think you can mm-hmm. look at it both ways. Yeah, would you rather be there on the weekend for the big game? Maybe sometimes you miss that, but you're there for the mm-hmm. school drop off and pick up and yeah. dinner with the family on 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 Monday because you have the time. So, I think as parents we go through the struggle of, oh, I should have done this better or what have you. I just think yeah. we're not going to be perfect. You did mm-hmm. what you can. You did the best you you could do. And I know it's hard not to judge what you did or what you're going sure. through. But in the end of the day, I mean, if you're looking at your kids going, hey, man, we did a wonderful job. We got two, you know, great kids. They're in school. They're they're not getting in trouble. I think that's all you could ask for. I mean, what what's the yeah. alternative? You're 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 there no, the, I, the whole eighteen years yeah, sitting no, there. Nobody wants you there. And then you're going, years. what no. the hell did I do? I could have been in uh, Fort Lauderdale selling out the uh, the a theater. So you know, I don't know. Right. It's, it's yeah. No, I only look. I pretty much think I'm pretty perfect. I just uh, <laughs> when you're on a podcast and they ask you, you got to come up with something. No, that was good. <laughs> so. Um, now that you're, you know, going to have basically two kids in college, mm-hmm. have you, your wife and, and yourself discussed what's the next chapter for you guys? Uh, are are you going to work as much? Are you going to like, I mean, like, is that even a discussion or you just turn around and boom, it's just you two? Yeah, there's like there's there's no real sit down, but you, you definitely talk about it the one thing that's on my mind now is that you know we're from the east coast my kids are seem like they're gravitating back there for school and we're in the west coast and you know so we're, we don't want to we we want their house so they can come home to and stuff so we're not going to pull up stakes and go but i'm thinking we could go back in the back the way we were before kids when we were living part in new york and part in la and I was thinking, well, that'd be cool. Like, keep the house and go rent a place in New York for three months, you know, or four months. And that would be fun. But we didn't time it out really great with the pets because uh, they're all still alive. <laughs> <laughs> and now... You have turtles? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we've, got, we've got dogs and cats and a lizard and it's like i didn't realize oh when the kids are gone we're not really free <laughs> we still have to <laughs> we're still burdened by these pets who apparently are going to be around for quite some time <laughs> well, you talk so about, we didn't you talk about pets here and we haven't really discussed this on, yeah. the, on the podcast uh I don't have pets. No dogs, no cat, no bird, no nothing. Didn't grow up with them. And <laughs> uh-huh. my kids want pets. I know you have cats. Yeah. Um, is this something that was in your family? <laughs> Did you grow up with dogs? And then subsequently now your kids 
How, did they want dogs in Uganda? Do you recommend pets? Because it sounds like you want them to pass away. I, mean, I think they were his wives, his wives, and he it was either her or them. That's why you're the doctor. It. Uh, <laughs> I grew when I grew up with pets. We didn't like my parents didn't want pets, and they got us dogs. And anytime the dog would act up, my father would give it away. So I looked at pets like I didn't like like an army buddy. Like you don't want to get too close because you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> that was me with pets. I was like, yeah, it's cute, but they gave away my last two. <laughs> I don't know how long you're going to be around. So I uh, totally acknowledge I have an emotional wall with animals. And I don't, my wife, though, she grew up. They talk about the dogs with their childhood like they were like part of the fam like yeah. so this dog and its life and that she had like a pet rat that she used to like drive around with like on her bicycle and a pet with like it was on her shoulder like an animated movie and uh she lo they she loves animals loves animals and she thinks that a house with no animals it's like it's missing a heartbeat or something and uh, she is wrong, <laughs> I think. <laughs> cats are a lot easier. Look, the kids, when you see the kids with the pets, it's joyful. It definitely teaches them stuff. It's emotionally, I think, probably positive. But if I were to do it again, and I'm saying this while the dogs are literally under my desk. Um, Earmuffs. I would stick with cats. Yeah. Cats, cats are easier. You can kind of move, and they don't require as much. But you know, but Sebastian, it's like there are dog people, and they are different from from you. <laughs> they, like dog people, and my sister is dog people, and the dog will come up and lick her whole face, and she just keeps going about. Like, if that happens to me, I'm in the bathroom, I'm washing oh, off my yeah. face. I was just, I just had this dog just give me a bath with its tongue. It's, oh. And she, she would see me, like, recoil when the dog would, and I was, she's like, you're not dog people. And I'm like, I'm trying. I'm <laughs> I'm good. I've, I've got Bella. She's like, yeah, but you don't feel it. It's not natural to you. <laughs> and it's not. Yeah. If you're, if you're, you need at least one because if you're is your wife into pets yeah my whole family's into pets i just never had one and i feel the same way you do i feel like it's not natural like when i go to somebody's house and they have <laughs> yeah. a dog my immediate response is not to go down and play with the dog right. it's it's uh it's more you know very uh, just i just bought these pants relax well that, that, that's like my my brother you know they can't go away unless they find somebody to stay at their house with the dog because they won't board yes. the dog they won't go you know they go to restaurants with the dog and this isn't a tiny little put it in the purse dog this is like uh, a golden doodle that looks like uh you know yeah a, the big red dog i mean yeah. it's humongous so yeah it's as much work as you I'm sure feel like it is having children the dogs almost take up more energy like they they are needy and they bark and they have to be walked and they have to be go to the vet and they like you eventually you'll be able to rationalize with your kids like no we don't do that now or go to bed now or be quiet now 
and the dog, there's no, you never reach that point. Even the best trained dog, they're a headache. They're a, they're a lot of work. So it sounds like your wife's staying in LA with the animals and you're moving to New York. <laughs> right, exactly. Right now, my dog is growling and she does this every day, every day at this point. She's at the, at the window growling because our neighbor takes their kid in a wagon down the street and a toddler and my dog acts like it's an alien invasion (laughs) (laughs) they're they're annoying oh man so um your kids being older and i often looked at my kids being the age they are and go oh my daughter's gonna be kind of this this type of adult or this type of teenager and my son's Mm -hmm. gonna be this type of did you see early on their personalities develop and then they kind of fell into that category throughout their entire life? Or was one kind of, let's say, shy when they were six, but now is outgoing at uh, 17? Is there a point where you determined what kind of people you had on on, uh, on your watch? <laughs> yeah, and I, I kind of sensed it early and they showed up with their personalities like they came into the house day one and they were they were cooked things have changed like they they react to the world but that person that's reacting to the world is still that person that we brought home Mm. and i see pictures of them when like the in that first year that one daughter was ex- is the, she's the same now, and the other one is the same now. They were both. I couldn't believe how you just walk out of the hospital and you're you. <laughs> There's, I mean, things will influence it, but they. I'm, and I saw it with my nephews. I, I really, I know nature versus nurture, and I think nature, I think nurture affects you, and you can have things that arise and things that you know, stunt your growth or, you know, you have challenges or whatever, but the person thought that is hardwired, it, it's, it's, they're 20 and 17 and it's held. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I joke that I don't understand the nature nurture debate for anybody who's had more than one child because uh-huh. you don't parent different enough to, to, have two kids that are so different and i see this whether they're siblings even twins same sex different sex it's like they do come out a very specific way and the one who needed things right away and mommy to get out of the shower and feed her even as a teenager (laughs) the needs are very similar the one who sat Uh in the corner sucking her thumb and was sort of to herself a little more now is very Mm -hmm. similar Right, reacting to the world obviously differently for that age, but that personality was very much oh. there early on. Like we knew who they were. It was it's amazing. Yeah. It kind of takes the pressure off when you're new to it. Uh like I have a good friend who's they're having their first baby tomorrow. And I told him, it's like you've done you've you've done almost all the work now you just have to be around <laughs> now you just have to be around and react they're going to show up and they're going to be ready to go and you don't have to make them you don't have to build them they are built you just have to protect them and love them that's really your only job 
It's funny. It's good advice. You know, sometimes I think we put more into it than it actually is is worth. I think if you're just there participating, giving some guidance along the way, that they're going to be fine. I think sometimes mm-hmm. we get caught up with uh, overthinking things, maybe a little too much. Maybe especially, we're the problem. Maybe we're. <laughs> maybe <laughs> we just didn't do yeah. anything. They'd be better off. I know. Well, you look at kids that grow up in other parts of the world where, you know, they're not, there's, they're poor and there's no parents around. And you know, then you'll meet these kids like in college who came from like Uganda and they're like dialed in and ready to go. And it's like, I always thought, well, if, if kids are surviving all around the world, they're going to be able to survive in LA <laughs> in my house. You know what I mean? Like, I really just be there and just love them and keep your family involved with them. And of course you try and feed them as much as you can, you know, things that you think are valuable, but a human being is a remarkable thing. You just show up and I guarantee like there's gotta be home movies of you, Sebastian, not that different than what your fans see walk off, walk on stage in the theater. Well, you know, I was a shy kid, you know, and, you know, you don't kind of equate shy to being, you know, a performer or maybe you do. I don't know. But I mean, I no one would have guessed maybe that I would be doing stand up comedy. If you talk to people in my high school and my my elementary school, he was so quiet. We didn't know. Well, you you kind of are off stage. You're not the guy on stage when we're hanging. I was going to say that he's back. not fun off stage. <laughs> Oh, he's so. so I, most, I agree. Yeah, he's exactly what he's describing. I, one of the shyest, most boring people I know. <laughs> Give us more. Um, speaking of comedy, and you know, you have a Netflix special out right now. You got a book coming out later this year. You're a very talented guy. You're a very funny guy. Has any of that bled into your daughters? Do you see that? in them do they have a funny bone or does it skip a generation what's the yeah they have uh it definitely is contagious and one is kind of like one is they both really understand what funny is and they both look for look for funny and know when something is legit funny and not legit funny like their own metric just from being around it and and seeing my friends and what have you. And they both like enjoy the, like I said before, like not taking things seriously and that kind of thing. Uh, and one is kind of put it into writing and one is like, like uh legit, like comedian kind of funny, mm. you know what I mean? Like doesn't care about authority, which means her parents right. and, <laughs> and, is like that thing of uh she's making people she's making people laugh for herself not necessarily to be like a cute kid there's just kind of so yeah it definitely it definitely when it's present in the house it's gonna catch they're gonna catch it how they're how it's gonna translate goes back to you know that personality that they when they showed up it kind of it kind of matches and actually but yeah they're gonna uh they're gonna be affected by it for sure that's good. That's good to know. There's going to be some funny people yeah. in the family. Tom, listen. That was I, my. 
How but old are yours? How old are yours? About five and a half, three and a half. So yeah, they're gonna be six and four this year. And they do have like you know they're funny quirks and whatnot. Especially my daughter, Serafina, definitely. Yeah, she's quick. Um, yeah. So and, and and I don't know if you 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 went through this with your kids, but you know as a comedian, making your kids laugh is better than making you know a room full of strangers laugh, in my opinion. And yeah. my daughter, I I, I do this. Yeah, I do this like, like little saying, and she wasn't <laughs> wasn't laughing anymore. She goes, "Daddy, it's not it's not funny, funny. anymore." <laughs> so the pressure to come up with like a new, you know, thing yeah. to make them laugh is <laughs> is is a huge task. I mean, yeah. To, did, did you, audience. Did you do yeah. your kids laugh at you? Yeah, yeah. I but I work it. I'm, I, it's, you're obviously I'm, a better I'm writer. Same thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm conscious of it. And there's nothing better, especially when it's something inappropriate, especially now at this age and, you know, the way that the world is. And then to be at dinner and like, we'll just be, you know, my wife and the two kids and we're just having conversations and I'll make them laugh by saying something, you know, off color or whatever and to watch them. No, they're not supposed to laugh, but they're laughing. Like if you can get them that level, oh, I'm I'm good for the I'm good for the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's a cool thing too because you don't want to be. It kind of like is a good test of you. Like, you know, you have times when you make them laugh because you're corny, or the times you make them laugh because whatever. But if you can like throw them something legit that they laugh at at that age, it, when they. They're, everything in their being is like my parents are stupid. Yeah, and if you can get that laugh out of them, oh, that's an accomplishment. <laughs> I, know, I, I feel it turns the tables when they like they go from dad's a dork to yeah. like dad's really it's funny. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, uh, <laughs> it's it's something yeah. else. But Tom, mm -hmm. listen, we we know you're busy. We we appreciate you joining us here in the Daddy versus Doctor show. Always a pleasure uh, seeing you at the comedy store and chatting it up. And it was nice to have a full kind of conversation with you. I know sometimes we don't. We're talking in like 15 minute spurts at the at the comedy I store, know. but uh, we know. wish you the best. And, thanks for the uh, insight. Now I know what to insight. look forward to. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. You guys are the best. This is a great idea. Keep going. Thank and you. if Thank I have you. problems, I might come back and ask you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Take care, Tommy. Right, That's great. Great advice. Yeah, it's nice to hear from older parents that have kids who are in yeah. the early 20s, late, because a lot of the show is kind of concentrated on. Sure. Babies. You know, yeah, babies and, and adolescents and toddlers and what have you. So it's nice to hear from parents who have kind of gone through it, shed some light on on, on what's, uh, what's to come. It's time for Daddy Snack. Zoli Pops. What is it? Zoli Pops. Zoli Pops. The clean teeth pops. So Zoli Pops are lollipops and i think if i'm correct let's see do they have xylitol in them mm, this does yeah so xylitol is a way so like sugar has cat causes cavities but xylitol and they'll make like xylitol wipes that you can put on baby's teeth and can help prevent cavities xylitol mm -hmm. is Gas inducing to you, yeah, it yeah. is. Okay, yeah. I mean, if you have a personal experience with it, oh, I do. 
And I'm telling yeah. you, and I talked to a doctor about it, and they said that it is. Well, I think any sugar, but like any, it's a you, type of sugar. You don't got to discount it. Yeah, no, I it, believe it's you. It's true. Here's what I, I don't like. You. Yeah, tell me. Side note. Okay. You ever look at people open up a bag of anything online, uh-huh. or they'll show show a bag online? You probably don't. You don't use social media as much as I do. Nope. But the the noise the bag makes, like that, like people, I think when yeah, when they get a bag and they're like, "Hey guys, I, I have a I have a new product. It's it's keto," and and they do a, a lot of a lot of this. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> Want to taste one? These are good. So Zoli drops are delicious. It says sugar-free, allergy-free, dairy-free, keto, diabetic-friendly, kosher, nut-free, vegan, and natural. A lot of times, what you see though on the package mm-hmm. doesn't matter. You got to read the back mm-hmm. and see what's in it, right? See the syrup, palm oil, mm-hmm. citric acid. This is. Candy. It's candy. It's candy. It's I mean, candy. That's the bottom line. It's an alternative version of candy that this type of sugar may be a little better than regular sugar. I like what the what are those? They're taffy? Mm-hmm. I like it. Oh, I like a lot, Bob. I like it. Could take out a cavity. Um, but a filling, you mean? All right. Give us a, give us the grade here on the. Uh, All right. I'll give it um, candy. Three um, three and a half. Three and a half on lollipop yeah. and taffy, or just... yeah, I haven't had the taffy, but I'll go with what you say on the taffy. Okay, uh, I go with uh, three on taffy. Mm-hmm. Although I'm going to have a third one. Um, I don't know. I don't like candy for kids. No, I, re- I really. Don't. Well, I think it's better than regular candy, but but you know what? I think I think your daughter has a point on how you eat. What? Wow, there's just a lot of mouth movement. If we could. Uh, we can cut out a segment of Scott knocking down a sucker. Mm. We could put that in there. Just, just isolate on, what, on Scott. What are these eating? What? What are, they, what are these? <laughs> taffy. No, what kind? Keto, keto taffy. Mm, this, no, I don't love this. No, no, it's like um, it's like a fake flavor, like cleaning um, like cleaning products. Like that type of citrus. You know mm. when you spray something and you smell citrus? Yeah. That's what it tastes like. Just swallow it. Well, I pops real great. I don't... I, I don't... The whole thing, I don't, I'm not impressed with. It feels very... Manufactured, yeah. yeah. I think three. Three suckers. Yeah, three, three and a half. Three, three and a half uh, out of five yep clean teeth pops and yep. uh and, and taffy if you got if any products you want us to try in the comments we'll uh we'll snack away here and gross each other out another great episode of daddy vs. doctor covering a you love the word plethora of topics let's go myriad myriad all right we can do anything speaking of words we had an amazing kid who won his school and i think regional spelling bee all right Yes. We talk about when's the right time to leave your child home alone. I found that discussion debate. quite interesting. A yeah. lot of people uh, dealing with that, I think, on a daily basis and us shedding some light on it. Hopefully it'll be helpful to people, especially you reading the ages where it's legal. Yeah, it's interesting. State by state. Home. We had some taste tests of some taffy, some xylitol lollipops. 
Yes, uh, we did pineapple uh, expression, feeling building, feeling building, and just uh, just a really great show all in all. Now, if you're loving the show, which I know you are, I mean our, our popularity is definitely increasing daily. Okay, from my estimates and from what I'm seeing and from the reports uh, we're, we're being given, this is the number one growing parent podcast right now on the internet and um is that true or not you'll never know yeah i think it is so catch us next week where we have another informative comedic podcast right here on daddy vs. <laughs>expressed in this program are not intended as professional medical advice, as a diagnosis, as a treatment protocol, or as a substitute for professional medical advice from your physician. Please consider your own medical history and consult with your own physician for your specific health care and or medical needs and about your concerns for yourself and your family.